Hello, thank you for visiting the podcast of the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you haven't already, feel free to visit our audio archive at vineyardcampbellsville.org or subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. And now here is this week's message. Glad you're here. My name is Adam Russell. I'm the pastor at the Vineyard. And this morning we have special guests with us. My friend, Mike Tergiano. Mike, you want to come on up? Everybody say hello to Mike. You can do better than that. That's pitiful. Why don't we give Mike a hand? That's better. You got to pump the preacher up, you know. He needs... Anyway, I'll let, uh, I'll let Mike tell you a little bit about himself, but uh, we're really happy to have him here with us this weekend, and um, he has a gift for us. Amen. Wow, thank you. It's good to be here. Uh, Adam had asked me to come and to um, just share over this weekend about life with the Holy Spirit. How do we live, you know, uh, in a partnership with the Holy Spirit, where our ordinary everyday lives, you know, uh, actually take on more meaning and take on um, the feel of an adventure at times, you know. So I've been just sharing um, since Friday, uh, you know, little things that I've learned over the years. Let me just give you uh, a, a, a very brief background of who I am. I've I've been part of the vineyard from its very beginning, and I've been fortunate enough to uh, have had some of uh, um, our, the founding parents of our movement have somehow made their way into my life and my wife's life and have uh, shared with us uh, treasures of experience and uh, just how to live this life with us. And so, you know, uh, with the, all of that, you know, for, um, my wife and I have been pastoring, had been pastoring for 38 years in New York City, planting and um, uh, just taking care of the church there. And just recently, um, I started to think, what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Since I have this rich, rich treasure trove of uh, uh, of kingdom deposit in my life. What, what, how do I want to spend the rest of my life? And I knew in an instant, you know, I felt like the Lord saying, give it away. Give that treasure away. Spend the rest of your days, you know, giving it to others. And that's what we've done. We handed off our church uh, just uh, almost a year ago now. And we had started... Um, you know, how do you live? Now that I'm not a pastor, what are, you know, what are we going to do? How are you going to pay the bills? How are you going to, you know, continue to make a life? So we, um, we felt like the Lord was saying, become like a missionary. Missionaries to pastors and leaders and uh, churches in the vineyard. And so we, we created a, a, a nonprofit called The Main and the Plain. And we raise our own support and we go around, you know, well, I... Some of what I do is this, but uh, I do a lot of coaching via internet and blogging and just different ways of giving away the stuff that has for for over half my life, you know, 
have kept, my, uh, kept things fresh and exciting with the Lord. Okay? And so the main and plain is just the vehicle in which we can, we can uh, get out there and give away to wonderful places, you know, Campbellsville. I, I've been waiting for so long to come because you have such a great, I don't know if you know this, you have an amazing reputation in the vineyard. You do. And now I know why. <laughs> I spent the weekend, and we were praying in the back, and, and uh, in the prayer, uh, uh, someone already said, you know, Mike feels like family. You know what that made? That really made me feel good. And uh, Adam chimed in. He says, yeah, he's like our uncle from New York. <laughs> I am your uncle from Brooklyn, so you can consider me that from now on, okay? It's my joy to be here. Uh, if you want to know more about the main plane, I have some information out in the lobby. Please take one of these little, these little brochures. It just tells you what we're about so that you can pray. You know, uh, we, I covet your prayers, uh, and um, you could partner with the main plane by praying. Any, anytime you just come, you know, during your day. That phrase comes into your head, main and plain. You know, just shoot up a prayer for us, okay? And if you want to follow, uh, I have a website and a Facebook page, and I blog. And if you, if what I talk about this morning um, kind of hits a chord in your life saying, hey, that was helpful, you know what? The blogs are like that, and you might want to just uh, go to Facebook and uh, the main and plain and like the page, and you'll get, uh, whenever I blog, you'll get it delivered to you, uh, you know, directly into your device whenever that happens, okay? So they're out there. Now, enough of that. I hate that, but I have, you know, the advertisement kind of stuff. It's not my forte, you know. Uh, Okay. Well, this morning... I want to continue talking about the Holy Spirit, okay? And, um, whoops, there you go. I want to talk to you about how you can impact your world by being a naturally supernatural person, okay? Now, Every person, everyone wants their life to have meaning. Everyone that I've run across wants to make a difference in life somehow. And no one wants that more for us than God himself. See? You could say that a key part of God's plan for the world is to um, use you to impact your world. And that's what I think Jesus meant or was, was getting at when he said these words. He said, you are the salt of the earth. But what is good, uh, what But what good is salt if it has lost its flavor? Can you make it salty again? It'll be thrown out and trampled underfoot as worthless. You are the light of the world. Like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden, 
No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. I think he's talking about influence here. See? I think he's talking about making an impact. Now, believe it or not, we all, every person in this room uh, has influence. And we're influencing others all the time. Either in a good way or in a bad way. We exert influence as spouses, as parents, as grandparents, as teachers, as employers, as employees, as neighbors. Sometimes we impact the world around us in big, dramatic ways, but more often than not, you know, it, it, our impact is subtle and hard to measure all the time. But we influence others nevertheless. And what makes this statement by Jesus even more uh, striking is who he was talking to. He was not addressing the, you know, 2016 graduating class of Harvard. He's talking to a crowd of mostly ordinary, everyday people like you and me. He's saying that with the help of God's spirit, each one of you can have a positive, life-giving impact on your world. And I believe that that's what Everyone here wants. That's not a hard sell. But I would guess that most of you don't want to do that influencing, don't want to make that impact in a way that draws undue attention to yourselves. What I mean by that is that you don't want to show off or look like a jerk. You don't want to turn people off or do anything embarrassing, right? Go like this because I know most here in the room don't want to do that, you know. You just want to remain normal but make a difference, right? Well, I've got great news for you. You can by being naturally supernatural people. Now, what do I mean exactly by being naturally supernatural? You hear that a lot in the vineyard, don't you? That's one of our key or common phrases. Naturally supernatural, we, you, know, you see it all over the place. What does that actually mean? Well, basically, it means uh, being natural, but also being remarkable. It's 
partnering with the Holy Spirit in normal ways, actually. It's being yourself, your unique self, and God still showing up in your life and using you to make a difference. It's being the same person you are during ministry times as you are at dinner time. You see, what I love about this whole idea of naturally supernatural is that it breaks that awful stereotype, that negative stereotype of what a lot of people think Christians are. You've come across it. It's all over the place. You know, Christians are narrow-minded. Christians are bigoted. Christians are, you know, they're hypocrites. Christians um, are judgmental. Christians are hard to get along with. Christians are no fun. Right? And, you know, it makes us wonderfully, being naturally supernatural, makes us wonderfully subversive. In a good way. You know, the way Jesus was. You know, where, you know, he impacted people for good before they even knew it. (laughs) They didn't even know it, what they were getting themselves into. Right? Old old Zacchaeus up in the tree. What did he know was going to happen to him? Right? Peter and the rest of them. What did they know? It just, one, just as they got into conversations with him, all of a sudden they were being drawn into this thing in a good way. We could be that way. When you're able to be natural and comfortable to be around, when you're that type of a person, right, um, people let down their guard around you. You notice that? Because if they know that you're, uh uh-oh, here comes Mike. Yeah, oh, geez, he's going to preach to me. You know, what do they start doing? Like they make the conversation real short, right? They want to get out of there, see? But when you're just an ordinary, natural kind of a friendly person, right, uh, people let down their guard. They, they, they open up. They actually open up to you. They let you into, they give you a peek at their life, you see? And, uh, and, as that happens, they not only let you into life, they open up to you and to God without even knowing it sometimes. And they open up themselves to new possibilities, you see, for their own lives. And it allows us to partner with God and what and be useful to the kingdom in all the places that religious people are useless. The marketplace of life. 
being naturally supernatural opens up a way for all of us to uh, have a positive, life-giving impact among our non-religious relatives, uh, co-workers, friends, neighbors, okay? in school, in our workplace, you know, all the places that we go to to relax and have fun. See, when we conduct ourselves in naturally supernatural ways, good things seem to happen. We live out our lives in a new, refreshing, and a lot of times exciting ways. We start to live as cooperative friends of Jesus, creatively doing good for the sake of others by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how I would define the Christian life. Living as cooperative friends of Jesus. You can write this down if you want. This is a good one. I stole it, by the way. You know, from my friend Todd Hunter. So, but it works. I want to be a cooperative friend of Jesus that goes around creatively doing good for the sake of others by the power of the Holy Spirit. And this brings joy, not only to my life, but to people around me when that happens. Those around us, they experience the presence and the power of God in, in non-threatening ways. See? That leaves them with a, a good taste in their mouth. Like, maybe I want some more of this. I don't understand it quite right now, but I think I like this. You see? Wanting more. Right? Now, as I said before, being naturally supernatural is a big deal for us here in the vineyard. Okay? We didn't make this up or invent it. Okay? Jesus did. Okay? You know, as the, the God-man, um, he was the, the, the prototypical naturally supernatural person. He bringing the kingdom of God up close and personal to ordinary, everyday folk, you know, by simply being human, approachable, um, involved in the ordinary, everyday affairs Affairs of of the uh, of the people's lives around him. He he showed up at weddings, funerals. He showed up on the workplace, you know. In all the places where normal life took place, he was there, involved. See? So what is 
naturally supernatural. What does a naturally supernatural lifestyle look like? All right? Well, most of you think of being, it's being uh, used by God to make, uh, you know, making an impact usually means um, uh, uh, what comes to mind is something demanding and difficult. For many of us, what comes to mind is something otherworldly and strange. Something that's way out of your league. Something that's, you know, way out of your comfort zone. But it's not. It actually looks like you when you're at your best. Relaxed. Being yourself. Not being self-conscious. Right? Loving God. And being spontaneous and creative. Being naturally supernatural is about being alert to God's spirit who is at work around us. You know, uh, God showing up in the midst of our daily routines and using us to help people around us. Now, for my wife and I, being naturally supernatural has mostly been wrapped in the ordinary and the unspectacular. It's, it's, it's meant simply for us being good neighbors. And that's led to being invited into their lives. Because they like being around us. Because it's a good thing to be our friend. Because we're helpful. We're easy. Most of the time we're fun. <laughs> you know, on our good days. And, and, and this, of course, inevitably opens their eyes and hearts to, to, to a God who is present and... Uh, who is himself neighborly. We don't think about it that way, but, you know, God is neighborly. And it opens their eyes to the fact that God could be a game changer in their own lives. See? Let me tell you a story how this, this kind of stuff works, you know. Um, I'm a New Yorker, and one of the rules that I grew up under is you don't poke your nose into other people's business. You just don't do that. You don't eavesdrop. You don't do any of that. You know, that's, that's how I grew up, is you get yourself into trouble. You mind your own business, okay? So I'm in my backyard, and we do have backyards in Brooklyn, <laughs> just to let you know. I'm in my backyard one afternoon, and I think I was just raking up leaves, you know. 
And I noticed my neighbor, out of the corner of my eye, Doreen, uh, sitting on the steps of her back porch, head down, just quietly sitting there. And I didn't pay much attention to that. I just kept on raking. And then, you ever get the nudge? You know? That thing, that little tug, or maybe the whisper. For some of you, it's more of a whisper. Uh, or maybe it's just, you know, just flashing thought that comes into your head, you know, out of nowhere. You know, pay it. Mike. I felt that it was more like that. For me, it was a nudge. Like, pay attention, dude. Something's going on, you know. And it wouldn't leave, you know, the, you know, the Holy Spirit is now... And so I look a little closer now. Now I'm going to get nosy. You know? And I realize that she's not just sitting there relaxing. She's crying. Quietly just crying. Now my heart's going, because I know, I know what's being asked. I just think I'm supposed to do something. <laughs> and I don't want to. <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, now... I'm getting nudged, and my heart is racing. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I try to ignore it. It's not leaving. So I go over to my fence. We, had this, we have this little dividing fence between us. I lean over, and I say, hey, Doreen, are you okay? And she looks up with tears in her eyes. and She said, no. I say, what's up? And she comes walking over, and she starts to tell me this heart-wrenching, you know, the, the thing that couples hate to hear. You know, that she just came from the doctor and she was told that she'd never had children because of her condition. And she was just, you could, you know, heartbroken. Now my heart is racing really bad because you know what's next. (laughs) I knew what was next. Uh, You know, what he's, you know, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I'm get, I'm nervous now, and she's just looking at me, and I oh jeez, I knew what. I, then it suddenly it hit me. I knew what I was going to do. Call my wife. <laughs> That's what I did. I knew he wanted us to pray for her. You know, I felt like this was it. God is wants to to to, to heal her. So I called my wife, and I share, and my wife comes out, and she's great, you know. She's the friendly one of the family, really. She didn't grow up in New York, <laughs> you know. So, so anyway, so we pray for her, you know. And she didn't resist. She's not a churchgoer, none of that, you know. But she, when we said, could we pray for you? And she says, Sure. So we did. We did the five-step healing prayer, the whole thing. You would have been proud of us, you know. So, so uh, fast forward. Now, fast forward about 17 years now. Doreen and Artie have three children. You know, they're doing really well. And they open their lives up to God. You know, how can you not? You know, they you know. I wouldn't say they're rip-roaring, you know, evangelical Christians, but they have a place for God in their hearts now, in their life. Right? 
know, over the years, being naturally supernatural uh, um, has led many of our neighbors um, to become comfortable, at least, to talk about God with us and to allow us to pray with them. And, and for several, actually coming to faith in Christ. Now, the most powerful, naturally supernatural thing that my wife and I have done is to offer friendship and hospitality. You know, and when the opportunity came around, not always, but when the opportunity was there, when the nudges were, you know, all that stuff, we offer prayer. That's it. The Holy Spirit does the rest. You can do that. I can see in some of your eyes it's saying, look at me. You can do this. And that makes perfect sense, just being friendly. You know why? I found out something over the years. The Holy Spirit is friendly. He is. You want to have an impact on your world? Write this down. Be friendly. (laughs) It opens all kinds of doors for ministry. It really does. How do you become naturally supernatural? It's all about being alert and available to the Holy Spirit, responding obediently to his, his oftentimes unexpected, in the moment, out of the blue, inconvenient whispers, nudges, you know, like doing, raking the leaves and then pay attention at, at the job. You know, a coworker shares something about what's going on, and then you know all of a sudden the Holy Spirit is kind of putting you, you know, on alert. This is, this is an opportunity. I'm working in this person. You know, all those unexpected. It's, it's about being attentive and alert and courageous enough to say, okay, I'm sweating bullets here, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm always nervous. When I go into those kind of situations, after 45 years, I am always kind of like, oh. welcome to being human. And, you know, it's about letting the Holy Spirit custom fit you with an, a lifestyle that looks like Jesus if he were you. Write that one down. A lifestyle that shows others around you what God is like by living like Jesus uh, uh, did. Like, let me just put it this way. It, like being an, uh, um, a neighbor the way Jesus would be a neighbor if he were you. Being uh, you know, being a grandparent, if 
Jesus were you. Being a, a mechanic, if Jesus were you, working in your garage, being a teacher, teaching your class the way te- Jesus would teach his, your class. You see? It's, you know, and it's the opposite of what is natural for me. I want to not get involved. It's resisting that. And I, uh, it's the opposite of isolating yourself. See? It's, it's living connected to Jesus and to the people around you, to your coworkers, to your neighbors, to your classmates, uh, to your relatives, whatever. See? Which means you have to get out of your cocoon and socialize and make friends. You guys are good at that here. I've just been here for one weekend, and I know that already. See? Everybody knows. I walk through campus. Everybody knows each other there. <laughs> See? That's good and bad because you've got to be on your best behavior, I guess. But, you know, that's what went through my mind. I said, this is great, but, man, I'd have to be on my toes around here. It also means living conscious that you have been given a purpose. You live with a purpose. You are salt. And you are light. And you are made to have, to make a difference for God. One last thing. To keep your naturally supernatural lifestyle fresh and ongoing, you have to keep giving it away. See? You have to keep giving away what God has freely given you. His love. Being naturally supernatural isn't some self-improvement program. It's not about having private, personal, spiritual experiences. As lovely and heartwarming and even exciting as they might be. It's not about that. It's about doing good for the sake of others by the power of the Holy Spirit. In other words... A lifestyle of spirit-empowered friendship and service. I believe you guys are good at that around here. I could sniff that out pretty quick. Keep it up. Do more of it. Let the Holy Spirit creatively give you new ways of loving your community and the other communities around you. There's been something that's been echoing, echoing, you know, ever since my, I got in the car with Adam and he was telling me about the church and the, fact, the feeling that there's some, now you're coming into a new season, something new, something more for you as a community after 20 years. Get good at being even friendlier than you are now, even more loving than you are now. Let the Holy Spirit creatively give you his plan for the next 20 years. I think it's right there.
You're at, it's right at your doorstep. Now pay attention. Thank you again for stopping by the podcast at the Vineyard Church in Campbellsville, Kentucky. If you'd like to keep up with what's happening here at the Vineyard, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Until next time, peace to you.